Alright guys. That is the sound of an envelope I got in the mail today. Oh yeah. It's yes, small. you mentioned this, I'm curious. Yes, and it's sealed. And it's got something uh, on the front there, but that will give it away. So, should I open it now? Well, yeah, please, by all means. I'm, yeah. I'm okay. very curious. It says address to the Presby Council. If it's a cease and desist from Zimbabwe, I will <laughs> I will die. Zimbabwe, we love you. Please love don't you. sue. <laughs> it is a letter from the Bureau of the IOC. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. It's, it's a, the International Olympics Committee? <laughs> oh, okay. They're starting up esports at the Olympics. Like now. I guess with the pandemic, they need something to fill in for swimming or something. I don't know. <laughs> But it says they don't have any judges qualified to discuss esports. So they've sent us a list of candidates, of competitors, and we have to judge them. Today on. That was that okay? I like you, it. son of you, a bitch. Yeah, right. You had me going, and I'm oh like, finally, God. all this hard work is paying off. And even if the world only wants to hear my opinion once every four years, damn it, I'm going to do my best <laughs> to represent my country. And you've hurt me, is what I've, you've done. I feel extraordinarily misled today. <laughs> Who's gonna email or mail us a physical envelope? I don't know. No one knows where I live what you said and then it was like what the hell that's pretty good i just tore up an envelope for my kid's paper route she's <laughs> gonna love that <laughs> it's okay nobody pays her anyway uh welcome everybody to another episode of press to cancel the greatest podcast you listen to well at least the last two years right yeah that's right this week is a special episode of press B. it is our two-year anniversary two years of doing this stuff so, and I, I could be more happier to keep on going, but never alone, of course not. No, I'm joined by two great folks today. GP of the Retro Therapy, happy two-year anniversary to you. The thing is, you you said it was the International Olympic Committee, <laughs> and my heart is still racing. And happy anniversary, <laughs> but this will not go unforgotten. So live in fear. <laughs> look, look, I just assume that at some day. Marijuana will be considered a performance-enhancing drug <laughs> in esports, and we all have a shot at competing next year. Now, nice. to to those of you listening who aren't quite in on this, Jake told us earlier today via Marco Polo that we had a letter, and so <laughs> GP and I were kind of hyped about this. <laughs> yeah, we thought one of you guys and gals out there were like writing us because you know quality content or whatever. <laughs> And we're joined also by Werewolf. Happy two-year anniversary to you. I'm very sorry. Eh, it's okay. It's just my my hopes and dreams is all. <laughs> it was a good burn. Well, like, okay. it was solid. Yeah, and I'll it, forget it was... about it. And then four years from now, you'll do it again. And I'll be like, ah, curses. So respect. <laughs> no, actually, if this, if this topic works out, I'd like to do more of these. I think this could be a fun thing. So what we're going to do, to be more specifically, is... And we are taking this seriously. Mm. Is we are going to determine for the IOC and the Esports Olympics 2021 not in Tokyo we're going to determine the list the best NES platforming games so 
I know genre lines get blurred all the fucking time. So there is a grand rule I had with this when I was going through the list and taking the suggestions. It has to be a platform in the game of some sort and the ability to jump and then the idea of jumping off said platforms, thus platforming games. Does that make sense? Yeah. See, when you were mentioning things, I I had to refrain from mentioning Blaster Master because a decent chunk of that game is very much not that sort of gameplay. So I was like, all right, no, can't do it. Yeah, and Bionic Commando is less jumpy and more swingy. Hmm. Actually, that's true. Well, you know, it's a good thing they weren't on the list then because... They don't exist. As far as we're concerned, all that we care about, the only games that exist are on this list of 24 games, and they are all the greatest NES platformers ever made. And uh, all, most of these are suggestions from our listeners mm -hmm. from Discord, and I got a few on Twitter, and I also got a couple by email. So okay. we got some, some feedback, which is great. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So let's get right into it. I don't know how much we can get through in one episode. We're going to try, but let's, let's start off with... <laughs> Ninja Gaiden versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, fuck you hard for this. Okay. Two games hey, that hey, I hey. love? <laughs> Look, I didn't determine the order of the list, okay? The IOC took the suggestions from uh, our listeners, uh, put them into the algorithm, and it sorted it out in a random seed order. I don't know so if don't you're blame being me. I can't trust that we got the two trust, fucking ninja games in one thing. The trust in our relationship is gone now. How are these <laughs> determined? Was Okay, and also... Uh, are we saying which is the better game or which game do we like more? That's also a very important distinction. Uh, hmm. Okay, good point. It should be the, the best NES platforming game, right? Yeah, I think it yeah. should be okay. more objective than subjective. Okay, very good. And I know that I ramble a lot, so I will do my best throughout this episode to be succinct and punctuated in my answers so that we can get through all 24 brackets, or 12 brackets of 24. No, no worries. And like, like I said, I want to make sure that we give our case before we vote on these. And we are each of these, each of us are voting on these games, so it's not going to be a tie, but we each get one vote to decide between each bracket. Mm -hmm. I, already I think that's know the which, fair way to go. I already know which way I'm going on this. Okay. This, this was well, not go ahead and start. a hard one for me. The short and sweet answer is Ninja Turtles, because fuck Ninja Gaiden. The longer oh, hold, answer, hold on, though. Again, that's subjective. <laughs> the longer answer is Ninja Gaiden is frustratingly difficult, making it not very fun. It's difficult beyond the point of enjoyment for me. Whereas Ninja Turtles has a lot going on. It has places to explore, power-ups that you kind of know what you're getting, that it doesn't feel like a toss-up, ways to recover your health in a realistic manner and let's let's put it this way the entirety of ninja gaiden feels like the dam of ninja turtles no no to me also That's where the I dam is not it. that so, difficult so the, the dam is things. that difficult <laughs> okay. well so ninja gaiden for me at least i have no problem with the game until uh like six two six yeah. two it, it spikes in difficulty and i want to throw the controller but up to that point it's it's fairly okay i find ninja turtles far more frustrating earlier than Ninja Gaiden, uh, to me personally. I, I think that Turtles also has a scaled difficulty when you get to f finding the Technodrome. As soon as you start going down into the tunnels looking for the Technodrome, the bad guys there, just the regular stage enemies, are faster, stronger, and uh, they hit much harder. They do greater damage. It takes more damage to, to kill them. I think Turtles 
scales up as well. But at no point, oh God, I don't know. I don't know. Jake, I'm sorry. Go back to you. What's your answer here? So when I look at these two together, like, well, if you mentioned the power-ups, I forgot there's power-ups in Ninja Turtles. Like, really, outside of the scroll weapon, you don't really care so much. I mean, I never use the boomerangs and the stars. Who the hell uses the stars? So I never really find them that useful, except for the scroll weapon. Otherwise, I kind of ignore them. Ninja Gaiden, I think most of those sub-weapons are useful, and you use them more often. I think they add a bit to the variety of gameplay. Yeah, but the four turtles also add to the variety of gameplay in that you actually have to monitor their health, keep each of them alive independently, and they all play differently, at least to a degree. Like, they don't jump differently, but their weapons have different strength, different reach, things like that. So I didn't know they were even different until, like, last year talking with you guys. I just thought as a kid they're all the same. The only difference was maybe the reach on the weapons. I didn't even realize they were different until recently. To be fair, I only ever played Dontella anyway. <laughs> he is the overpowered turtle in that game, for sure. He is, yeah. The other, I think what it comes down to for me is probably the fun factor of playing and the controls. Ninja Turtles, those those mini hop jumps that screw you over in several spots, I hate those. I don't like the floaty Samus Aran jump in the air. I don't like any of that. But Ninja Gaiden, it's the game is hard at the end of it, yes, but up until that point, Climbing walls and flipping around and jumps and ducking and slashing. It feels really good. It feels fun to play. I don't have that sense of fun playing Ninja Turtles. All right. Sounds like you're the tiebreaker, GP. Okay. So officially we have Jake in as Ninja I think Gaiden. so too. Plus the music is better in Ninja Gaiden. Ah, uh, see. I, okay. I, I do have to say that I think the music is good in both of them. Yeah, I think both have good OSTs. I think that Ninja Gaiden has an edge soundtrack wise, but it is close. I think Foley-wise or just sound effect-wise, Turtles wins. But OST, it's close, but i got to give that to Ninja Gaiden. But again, I don't want people on the edge of their seats for this. I think the better platform, objectively, Ninja Gaiden. I think it's more iconic. I think the graphics are better. It's a definitely a smoother playing game. There is... Well, we have the difficulty spike, but I think the one thing that really makes Ninja Gaiden difficult, other than some of the platforming aspects, but the big thing is the same thing that makes Castlevania difficult, and that is the recoil once you get hit. Yes. The fuck you birds is definitely a problem in Ninja Gaiden. Right. You know, we talk about the scrolls being overpowered. Ninja Gaiden has the spin slash, the jumping, flipping slash move. And if you have that, you can do just about anything in the game. Both games are considered difficult. Maybe not for me, but whatever. I'm kidding. That's me being a dick. I, I like Turtles as a game better, but I think Ninja Gaiden has to be the winner here for the bracket. I think objectively, big picture, it is the more iconic and better platformer for the nes turtles wins the swimming simulator <laughs> category okay. though all right yeah I, I don't think there's anything changing my mind i think for me it's definitely ninja gaiden as well again i i if you put both carts in front of me and said pick one to play i'm playing ninja turtles but again that's <laughs> that is my uh subjective opinion that's one i would rather play but yeah as a representation of the nes ninja gaiden all right so in our randomly a lot of brackets of Ninja Gaiden versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The winner is Ninja Gaiden. Moving on. Oh, feels wrong. <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. All right. So let me just get shuffled through this order here. All right. So the next randomly assorted bracket is Million Secret Castle. Mylons. Versus... Mylons. My... <laughs> Excuse me. Tomato, tomato. Versus Castlevania. If this is not unanimous, all right, yeah. Should, uh, can I start this yeah, one Yeah, because you say unanimous, but 
there's value in both these games, though, right? Well, if you're trying to like sell them or buy them, yeah, I guess there's a monetary <laughs> value. Uh, I had a friend. I talked about him often on the channel. His name was uh, Scott Osborne or Oz. Everybody out there listening who knows the channel knows him better as Harvey, who's just thinking about that mom. He used to rant and rave about Mylon's Secret Castle. He always used to tell me, OGP, you've got to play this. I'm like, no, I, I've seen other people, but I don't get it. And so he brought it over once. He had the cart and he brought it over. And he couldn't remember what to do and we couldn't figure it out. And we actually quit playing so we could play Castlevania. Specifically <laughs> Simon's Quest. But the one game he liked better than Mylon's Secret Castle was Now Simon's I have Quest. to ask you, not that it's really pertinent, but did he get stuck on the first floor? Or the second floor. There's a second floor. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't know. There's like I'm four kidding. floors. There's like multiple but... floors. No, of course. Um, no, it was a lot of jumping around, shooting bubbles, and trying to figure out what it was we were supposed to do. This could have been in the bottom uh, five category because it's so reminiscent <laughs> oh. of the Superman NES game in that it doesn't communicate very well. At least in the one time I've watched it, you know, like actually tried to figure it out with with Oz, and that was ten years ago. So I understand my references are you know dated. I got to go unequivocally, Castlevania is the better platformer, more iconic representation for the NES. That's all I have to say on this one. Well, okay. I will say, because I have a couple tidbits for some of these games, and GameSpot on release of Mylon's Secret Castle described the game as easily one of the worst games ever made. Wow. And they criticized the control scheme, saying Mylon runs like his feet are greased and his jumps are easily interrupted. Now, I, I think that's a little bit unfair um, when I compare Secret Castle versus Castlevania. Neither of these games is going to win awards for the controls. They both control like crap, just in different ways. But see, the choices made in how Simon controls in Castlevania 1 are deliberate. He's not slippery. He has, you jump, you're going that direction. That's, that's a thing Castlevania always did, is you didn't get control over your jump after you made the jump. It was... Right. <laughs> you make your choice before you hit the jump button because that's the way you're going. In Mylon Secret Castle, there's a lot of stuff in that game that you can't understand what's happening unless you use the manual. It's You can't take the game at face value. It's not what you see is what you get because the manual has information that is absolutely imperative for moving forward in that game pretty early on. And I think it does it a few times. Whereas Castlevania... There's hints in the game, though. Not good ones. I had this. <laughs> okay. I had this game growing up. Okay. This game has a soft spot in my heart. Right. But it's still not a good game. Nowhere near as good as Castlevania. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I, I look. There's a lot of parallels with these two games. It's just really a great coincidence they got paired together in this this match. Because when it comes to like damage, right? Both of them handle player damage terribly. Right. And Castlevania, of course, Simon gets hit by an enemy and the knockback is ridiculously huge and he goes flying and you can't control it. Often you end up in a pit. In Milan Seer Castle, there's no iframes, there's no invincibility frames when you get hit. So you can literally bounce off an enemy, losing all your health repeatedly, taking damage. Both of them suck in that regard. So I kind of that kind of weird. But what's also interesting though is we've made jokes before about Castlevania and the secrets hidden in, in the walls, wall meat. Mylon Seer Castle also has hidden in the secrets in the wall. Honey. So it's one lesson to take away from this match is that both have edibles in the walls. Figure that's important to point out. <laughs> Mylon, Mylon also has the Hudson Bee that you can discover secretly in certain rooms. And we know how important that bee is. Yes. Yes. Very. So 
What are what are the final votes on this one, Jake? I'm kind of torn to be honest. <laughs> so well, you mentioned I'm... like, wow. Okay, so you mentioned um, you need a, a manual for Seer Castle. There's stuff that's obscure in Castlevania as well. Like the, I didn't even realize that you could upgrade your weapon strength, like your sub weapon strength, with the one and the two and the three things in the game. I just thought those were for score. I had no idea what they're for, and they're kind of important to, to actually beat in that game. It's it's not sub weapon strength, isn't it? Heart usage. See, <laughs> wait, maybe we should check the manual. <laughs> but I mean, you could still play that game no problem without the manual. You can beat that game without the manual. After a while, you will realize what things are. In Mylon Secret Castle, after a while, you will still be banging your head on the wall on the first or second floor. <laughs> I don't know. Both are fairly difficult games for me. I've never beaten Mylon Secret Castle. I've never made it past the second floor. It is incredibly obtuse. But I've also never beaten Castlevania either. I always get screwed in that Frankenstein boss. So I'm kind of a toss-up. I would probably say Castlevania, but... But Mylon Secret Castle is not as terrible as GamePro thinks it is. I, I will agree with that. Okay. So maybe Mylon Secret Castle is just a victim of its uh, of its bracket <laughs> luck or unlock. Exactly. Maybe that's all it is. But what, what game would it be? What game would it be? Like, keep this on the back burner in your brain. And whenever we come across a game that Mylon Secret Castle would have beaten out, you let me know. Will do. Like, I want to know where the bottom floor for this is for you But guys. I'm pretty sure Castlevania wins this one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah. Okay. Mylon Seer Castle versus Castlevania. Castlevania moves forward. Let's just pull another random bracket here. Just, oh, okay. Capcom's Mega Man 2 versus Capcom's Mega Man 3. Huh. <laughs> oh. Weird how it randomly sorts it out like that. I can't tell now if you're memeing us with the randomly. Right? No, I'd never do that. Okay, but even that sounds like something exactly you would do. You're channeling your inner GP very well today. <laughs> I don't sound like that. That's a mean thing to say. Oh, ouch. Okay, well, so hold on. So clearly Mega Man 3 is the winner, right? You troll us all the time. Don't <laughs> do that. <laughs> yeah, I do that shit. All right. So Mega Man 2 versus Mega Man 3. I'll, I'll wait till the end on this one. <laughs> I, you know, I'll start. I'm going to come out and say Mega Man 3. I'm, I'm telling it right now. I think it's the greatest Mega Man game of the NES for sure. Um, not having played the later ones. I think the bosses are really great. Uh, the music, I think, is fantastic across the board. I love Proto Man a lot. It has uh, Rush is in that one, right? Or is Rush in the second one? He might be. Anyway, he's better in the third game. Uh, you have a lot longer of a game. There's more bosses in it, more stages, more content. I mean, I think the only thing I liked more in Mega Man 2 over 3 is Dr. Wily Castle's theme. That one track, I think, is epic. And the dragon fight from that stage. But otherwise, Mega Man 3, I think, is the, the more game for your dollar and the more fun, the better music, better characters. Okay, let me let me expand on this. So these are the two games that I had from the Mega Man franchise growing up. I, I didn't own one. I didn't own four or five. I think I eventually got six. Like This was well after I had a Super Nintendo, so I wasn't super into Mega Man at the time. I still loved it. Right. One in, or Two and three were the ones I had when I was... Like, when they came out, and I played the crap out of both of them, right? Three is the more challenging game. Yes. But given that it's Mega Man, that's a welcome thing, because a lot of times a Mega Man game can be too easy. Mega Man 3 really upped the ante by adding the bosses from Mega Man 2 into the mix, and adding essentially, what, four additional levels on top of what Mega Man 1, or Mega Man 2 had, Right. well over what Mega Man 1 had. 
it added the slide. Mm-hmm. Rush was not in two. You okay. had item one, two, and three in Mega Man Two. Right. Uh, Mega Man Three, you got Rush, who basically they personified the items, and then they hadn't introduced the charge beam yet. No, that was four. But it just it had a lot going for it in a lot of good ways, and you you know you, it made you think about what would the weakness be of these Mega Man Two bosses with my Mega Man Three weapons, and then you get to the end, and the bosses are much harder. The only thing that Two has over Three is there's no nonsense bosses that require what is basically a lottery in using Top Man's weapon. Right, because if you didn't, if it's you didn't entirely know, possible yeah. to use that and just burn all your weapon power, and the boss is still alive. Right. Oh, actually, do you know how to control that? Do you know how to tell whether or not it's going to drain your weapons energy? No, I always thought it was. If you're blinking, if you're in your iframes, then it burns through your your weapon. If you want to conserve your top energy, don't don't use it while blinking. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah, that's that's my understanding. Yeah, I found that out recently while playing through like three. Staring at the screen. <laughs> No, Mega Man can't be flashing. Oh, okay. It makes a little more sense. Anyway, I will say I have a line about difficulty. You said the game was difficult. You're absolutely right. I have a quote here from somebody who says, Actions such as pulling teeth, lifting a car over your head, or performing open heart surgery are all significantly easier than beating Mega Man 3. (laughs) But you know what? I will say, I did not know this. Mega Man 2 has a novelization released by Scholastic. How many platforming games can say that? Oh, this was one of the Worlds of Power books, right? It, it was. And they couldn't okay. show his gun on the cover because of, you know, Nintendo things. Mm-hmm. I err on the side of Mega Man 3 in this one. Even huh. though okay. some of the difficulty can be maddening, I think overall it's a better game. There's more plot in it. There's more game in it. The music is spot on in both of them. So it's kind of hard to balance mm-hmm. that between the two. The mechanics are improved in three. Mega Man is not as slippery as in two. And then, oh my gosh, I had one other thing I was going to mention, and it cons- completely slipped my mind. I suck. Oh, Mega Man almost kills Wily. There you go. <laughs> are you guys both saying three then? Well, I want to hear your take on a GP. Yeah. Okay. But like, I'm leaning towards three. Because you guys make some good points. Specifically, you know, they brought in Rush, which is great. They gave us the slide, even though they haven't yet given us the, the charge shot. However, well, okay, also, uh, to say it this way, the bad guys from 2 are also in 3. The bad guys from 3 are not, you know, also in 2, so there's that. <laughs> Mega Man 3, to its benefit, advances some of the lore, you know, with all the Proto Man stuff, which I, I like all that. I love how they do the reveal of who Proto Man is um, at the end. The opening music to 3 is one of the best Mega Man tracks of all time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's up there with the uh, Gotta Run Now from, you know, (laughs) Mega Man 2. Yeah. The Wily Wily music. I know what you're talking about. Right. So there's there's some good stuff for 3. 3, to go back a little ways, though, is a lot of the additions are arbitrary. Adding in the boss fights from 2 for no reason while making you redo four of the stages to fight those eight guys and making those stages much more difficult without providing really a reason, to me, is fluff and, and not necessary. I think if they didn't have the refights from the boss fights of 2, 3 would be a better game than 2. I've got to give it to 2, and I mentioned this during my top 5 rant, where I had said that what makes 2 so special is it started to define the direction that the Mega Man franchise went in. One was a bunch of cool ideas presented in what is now kind of a clunky way, but at the time was awesome awesome enough to make a sequel 
Two then polished it, said these are the ideas we're keeping, this is the direction we're going in, and it set up the course for three. Two can be too easy, but it also does have a hard mode that I think scales up the difficulty in a way that is sensical without being easy or harder than open heart surgery, for example, or hoisting a car over your head. <laughs> I, I gotta go with two. I think the playability for it is fun. I think the boss fights are interesting. I think the stage design is better than what we have in 3. The biggest thing against 2 is that everything is weak to Metal Man. Like that's, <laughs> you know, you can you can nerf that game way too easy. So both have a lot of pros, both have some cons. I think 3 has more cons than 2. And because of what 2 accomplished, I got to go 2. I am starting to come around to 3 as a game. Historically, I've not liked it. But the more I play it, the more I find I do like it. I like the Wily levels, you know, as mentioned. But I still think 2 is just a little bit better than three. So when I was doing research, one of the things I saw or was reading up on it was apparently Capcom wasn't willing to make a second Mega Man game so quickly. And they, they turned down the Mega Man 1 team saying that they weren't interested. Uh, it took it took basically the developer or director of the first game going over his boss's head to somebody, at, I think it was VP at Capcom, mm. and saying, we need to make a sequel. And the VP's like, fine, but you have to work on other games at the same time. It has to be a side project thing. So Mega Man 2 really only took off because the developers worked in their spare off hours to make this game. That's great. Wow. Like, I knew that about uh, Link to the Past on Game... Or not Link to the Past. Link's Awakening on Game Boy. I did not know that about Mega Man 2. Right. So like, it, on how different things would have been if we didn't get Mega Man 2 so soon, right? So, I, I don't know. I'm thinking back... I've beaten Mega Man 2, and I had a lot of pride when I finally beat it <laughs> in my adult years. Mega Man 3, I have not been able to beat recently. That is a tough game. And when you mentioned like the levels are just like fluff, they're just kind of hard for no reason. That kind of hits me because my, my complaint is about games not respecting the player's time. And I've had a lot of that lately playing some games where they just add extra stuff as fluff. And it's just kind of like it's a better game if it wasn't there or if I ignore it. But you can't ignore those stages in Mega Man 3 in order to beat it. So now, mm, I don't know. But if the entire game is good, it's just that one section. Right, if Mega Man 3 overall is better than Mega Man 2, except for that one part, doesn't that still make Mega Man 3 the better game? I'm kind of I'm kind of torn. I feel like 3 is so easy to get extra lives and max out your energy tanks that I think those four levels are designed to sort of drain that a little bit. Yeah, they and of course, yeah, there's the one-button password for the nine E-tanks to start the game off. Oh, also, I meant to mention this, sorry. The, the incredible amounts, and I mean staggering amounts of lag, from three. So it's not just that they added the the boss refights from two. The lag is hair pullingly, frustratingly shitty in three. Don't they all have that though? Not nearly to that degree. Really? Yeah. They there are a lot of stages and a lot of segments in those stages where they try to put in uh, a whole the, lot of bad guys moving around at once. Slowdown is yes is crazy. The lag. I will give you that for sure. One other upside, I remembered my other upside for three. It had the player two cheats. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And if you had a friend who didn't know about those and they were playing, you could mess with them <laughs> in ridiculous ways. <laughs> I've done this. It's so much fun. I've done this as an adult. I messed with my friend playing through Mega Man 3 for his first time. And he was like, what is happening all of a sudden, his Mega Man is jumping off the screen. He falls into a pit and doesn't die. He doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> Actually, I think that's the only reason I beat the game as a kid, was using that cheat. A friend of mine did it. 
it was fun as hell being able to like super jump in the air. Yeah, you know, I think I think I'm gonna stick with Mega Man Three as my pick. Wolf, Mega Man Three. Oh, sorry. Everybody listening, I am so sorry. But again, we're not infallible. We're wrong from time to time. <laughs> hey, our credibility as a podcast authority on retro games is at stake here. That this is this is sacred business. Like, clearly. Well, and I I do like that we have dissenting opinions sometimes because I I don't want it to just be going for the popular thing. But okay, okay. All right. Rita, so let's move on to the next one. All right, let's go with an easy one. DuckTales. Okay, well, how would you how would you know that if it if it was randomized? Well, so clearly it's on the screen. You so were memeing us with the random. Reading the randomized order, and it's right here in front of oh, me. Oh, I thought you were randomized every time. No, no, no. I apologize. No, it's I'm wrong. Pre-randomized and given to me in letter form by the IOC. Come on, man. Oh, that's right. Capcom's DuckTales versus randomly selected Capcom's Chippendales Rescue Rangers. Oh my God. Both Disney games, coincidentally. Although I guess the big the big difference between these two is one is probably more a lot harder than the other, and of course Rescue Rangers is multiplayer or the divorce simulator as I like to call it. <laughs> so mm. I'll, I'll go ahead and start this one because I have fond memories of both of these as a child. Ducktales is often remembered for being a great game. A lot of people love Ducktales. I don't hear a lot of people talk about Chippendale Rescue Rangers. That doesn't mean Rescue Rangers is a worse game. I think more people just leaned into DuckTales because I'm guessing it was a, the more popular of the franchises. And it, it let you get to the good music right away. You, did, you, could, like, you could go straight to the moon and hear that theme, which is, let's face it, one of the most iconic themes in video gaming. Oh, yeah, for sure. Let alone on the NES. That said, I've always been partial to Chip and Dale. One, just as a franchise, I preferred Rescue Rangers to DuckTales as a kid, the cartoon, all of it. And and both of them got sequels, so I don't think either one should be discounted because they both they were both good enough to get sequels, so let's put it there for sure. Right. Chip and Dale was two-player, simultaneous, and, you know, if you were both decent at the game, you weren't a hindrance to one another, <laughs> and you could just demolish that game. Granted, the difficulty spiked really hard toward the end. But the music quality also skyrocketed toward the end. As you got into the later levels, the music got badass. And it's a bummer that they did it in such a way where you could path away from some levels completely. I mean, it was kinda, it's kind of cool that they did it, but the fact that you could completely miss out on good music because of it is kind of a bummer. I'm trying to remember the music in Chippendales. I don't remember it being that memorable. Is it's, it? Is it it's right the end? later levels for sure. Okay. The later levels are the ones where the good music is. Okay. Like we're talking I, J, K, you know, the late levels, not the early levels. And yes, they, they lettered them. They didn't number them for some silly reason. <laughs> but Chippendale was a longer game in terms of it had more levels. It had two player. It had a lot more variation on encounter build. And the only thing it didn't have going for it was the fact that DuckTales was more Mega Man-like in which you could choose your levels and go in the order you prefer and that made it easiest for the player. So it's neat that you say that because DuckTales actually has a lot of key people from the Mega Man team that worked on it, including the character designer, mm. Ufune, the producer, Fujiwara, and I think the director is also from Mega Man. So it has those Mega Man roots. Wow. I know I'm going to be the minority here, and I know you guys are going to go with DuckTales, but I got to go with Rescue Rangers on this one. I had a lot more fun with Rescue Rangers as a kid than I had with DuckTales, and I had a lot of fun with DuckTales. What do you think, GP? Yeah, I don't have much to, to say with this one. Um, 
when I did my year, <laughs> did you chuckle when I said that? Uh, no, I, it, sparkling oh, water. I thought, I thought he oh, that okay. My bad. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. So when I did my year of like blind runs, I had tackled both these games. So I never played them before. never really seen them before. I think I got to go with DuckTales. Wolf is right. That's my choice. For no real reason, like, I understand the, the pedigree, you know, of, of the game and the people coming over from Mega Man. Both are solid titles. Of course, it's Capcom Disney from the 80s and 90s, which is typically a winner. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the Moonbase soundtrack slaps. I know everybody likes it, but there's a reason for it. It's great. The stages are, are fun in DuckTales. But so are Chip and Dale, man. Like, both are great games. I played them both kind of close to each other. And I had more fun with DuckTales. I don't really have much more to add for a reason than that. So I, I got to go with DuckTales. Uh, I think the, the balancing, you know, attacks uh, using Scrooge's uh, cane was fun. And, and uh, yeah, just all in all, DuckTales, great game. Chippendale, good game plus. Yeah, I think this is, this is a bit of a tough one because I do like both of them for a little bit different reasons. Definitely the co-op in Chippendale is the stand-up for me. This is one of the few games where if my wife and I want to play games together, like retro games, it's usually this one because it's just one she likes a lot. We can both play it together. I joke it's a divorce simulator because <laughs> you can pick the other player up and throw them in pits and stuff, which I think is hilarious. So I, I actually like doing that. Or throw things at your partner. Yes, like throwing apples and stuff. I like how you can pick up crates and bolts and hide underneath them and your eyes poke through solid snake style. I love that. It's very clever. This is a game I love to watch people speed run. The speed run for Rescue Rangers is like hilarious. It's it's like super short, and it just the execution is is wild to see. I like watching people play this game. Ducktales I think is more fun to play, less to watch. The controls in Ducktales are a little bit weird. I never quite liked the the cane jump and having to do that every single time, right? To to traverse, get through enemies, and traversing through spikes. That part was a little bit awkward. The part I didn't like in DuckTales was you need a certain amount of money, I think, to progress through certain areas. Is that right? It's been a while. I don't recall that. Or is it just you need the money to beat to get the good ending? Yeah, yeah I think it's for, it's for endings. I think you can just start off and pick whatever yeah, I think stage you, can, you want. I think you can go straight to yeah, the moon. I, I remember something, something being tied to the gems Maybe you, you can't go up. straight to the moon. Maybe you have to do the others and then you go to the moon. I don't know. Yeah, so I seem to remember something with the money rubbing me the wrong way. But I think like I do like both the games for the platforming. Uh, honestly, it's going to come down to the characters. I like the DuckTales characters a lot more than Chippendale. I always thought Chippendale were a bit dumb. Um, I like the game, but I don't like the characters. I love I love uh, Scrooge McDuck. I love Gizmo Duck and Launchpad and all that stuff. So for me, it's probably going to be DuckTales. But both are really good games. I think that's fair. Yeah, that was a good bracket. Yeah. All right. So DuckTales versus Chippendales Rescue Rangers. DuckTales wins that one. Sounds like it. Yeah. Like I said, I don't think that surprises anybody, honestly. <laughs> well, it, Rescue Ranger is a good game. I know a lot of people who I think like it more to stream and to watch than DuckTales. So I think there's more that like it than you may think. Hmm. All right, next one. So this is where the, the genre lines blur a little bit, but I think it totally counts as a platforming game. Nintendo Zelda 2, The Adventures of Link versus Nintendo Super Mario Brothers 1. Ooh. This might be a tricky one. Yeah, let me let me throw this in there real quick because what you have are two classic and very iconic franchises, Mario and Zelda. You've got one of the least beloved titles from the franchise in Zelda 2 with one of the most iconic, if not 
you know, not the greatest entry into Mario. But what Mario accomplished obviously was incredible. I, my answer again, because I don't want to keep people in suspense, I would rather play The Adventure of Link rather than Mario. But again, objectively, man, oh man. I, I think I have to go Adventure of Link. There's there's more to it. There's more plot. It's better thought out. There are multiple facets. That, uh, it's just when they came out with, with Adventure of Link, they knew how to use more of the NES than they did with, with Mario. Oh, Mario sure. is yeah. great. They've got, you know, warps and shortcuts. You can speed run it. You can do 100% runs. There's, you know, uh, the second loop. And, and that's awesome. That's cool. But then again, Adventure of Link has New Game Plus. Both are about saving a princess that probably could hold her own if she needed to, you know, going off of Smash Brothers logic. <laughs> I got to go Adventure of Link, but that is not to take away from Mario being I- iconic and a great game. I just, between those two, I got to go Adventure of Link being the better game. Well, so we'll I'll go to you in a second, but uh, so the original Mario Brothers won 50 million copies worldwide over time, which is just staggering. But then Zelda 2... I know you say that people don't like it or it's like the bastard child of the Zelda series. But people gotta remember though, so looking back at reviews, Famitsu, which is like the famous Japanese game magazine, gave it 36 out of 40 when it first came out. And they said um, the second highest rated game of 1987 behind only Dragon Warrior 2 or Dragon Quest 2. That's pretty high praise yeah. for Adventures of Link. Right? It's, it's no slouch. Okay, well, that's, that's fair. I didn't know that. But again, if we're going off of units sold, then Christina Aguilera is is a better artist than Rush? Absolutely not. Christina Aguilera, the better of the NES platformers. I, no, 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 I'm just saying, like, <laughs> quantity sold does not necessarily equal better. It's just, you know, more marketable or more, you know, whatever. I, I don't know. I'm just saying, I imagine Christina Aguilera, being a very talented pop singer, has sold more units than Rush, the incredibly, you know, God-tiered talent prog rock band. So, I, you know, I lean Rush, but... They may not have sold as many albums. I don't know. Who knows? I could be wrong on that also. If somebody wants to look in, into sales between Christina and Rush, prove me wrong. But yeah, I'm going to stick with, <laughs> with Zelda 2. But that is good information to have. And I'm glad to know that it, it received high praise when it was released. What do you think, Wolf? Okay, so I'm going to start off agreeing with GP. I think Zelda 2 is more fun to play. I would r- much rather play Zelda 2 than Super Mario Bros. 1. That said, we're talking about best platformers of the NES. There's a lot of Zelda 2 that doesn't focus on platforming at all. The majority of that game is exploration, using your items appropriately, and fighting more than actually jumping over pits, making good jumps, things like that. So I gotta give this one to Mario Bros. 1. Zelda 2 is absolutely a good game. Underrated in a lot of ways. There's a lot of people who are like, well, it's the worst Zelda game. That's still a really high bar. Yes. Like, <laughs> if it were not Zelda, people would be like, oh, that was an amazing game. But because it's Zelda, a lot of people crap on it. And that's where the stigma lies with the game. But not as much of a platformer as Mario in almost any capacity. And so I got to give this one to Mario Brothers. Okay, so your issue is more with the, the genre placement than anything else. Yes. Okay, and, and that's that's fair. Yeah, Absolutely. I think that's actually a good point, actually, because Zelda 2 is a fantastic game. I love the fighting in it. I love the, the, the exploration, but all that is not platforming. You're absolutely correct. To further that, 
I would say, you know, a lot of people would liken Zelda 2 to Castlevania 2, and they would be absolutely spot on, but Castlevania 2 has a lot more of the traditional platforming you see in the Castlevania yes. franchise than Zelda even comes close to. So that's where I got to, that's why I got to go with Mario on this one. Yeah, there's 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 a couple of platforming sections jumping between the 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 pits with the bubbles and and the, the bridges that give away. There is platforming in there, but it, all Mario One is is platform running and jumping. There's nothing else except the pure essence of platforming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're right. I'd rather play Zelda Two if I if I have to sit <laughs> down in front of Nintendo and play for an hour, it'd probably be Zelda Two. It's more fun. I still like Mario One a lot. Don't get me wrong. But when I'm playing Mario 1, it's more my brain's on autopilot and I'm just flying through the levels. Sure. But uh, I think for the platforming, that's that's why it can go on autopilot. Yeah, you know, I think for platformer, I think for me it would be Mario as well. I feel okay. like this would have been a harder bracket if it were Mario 1 versus Mario 2. Yeah. I don't know, GP, any other thoughts or is, is calling that one? No, I, I think that's that's fair. Go ahead, and, go ahead and give it to Mario 1. And that's, I mean, how are you going to make a case against Mario when it comes to being a platformer, like that's, it's a, it's a fine call. I, you know, again, I went Zelda two because I'm assuming that you guys had, you know, put this in the brackets because we're counting it as a platformer. So in that way I went Zelda two, no shade. I'm just saying like, no, I, I understand that entirely. Yeah. And like I said, I didn't, I didn't make this bracket either. This is all Jake. Yeah. Jake no, this reached is out all to the community. randomly provided by so the thank IOC. You, thank you, yeah. Jake. Jake. And, uh, this is good. I don't know. You guys are just these wild accusations. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So, Zelda 2 versus Mario Brothers 1. Zelda t- no, uh, Mario 1, sorry, goes on. Ah, sorry to Zelda 2. But you agree. You should have said, okay, it's fine. Hey, overall game, yes, it's better, I think. <laughs> but Mario Brothers 1 yeah. is the superior platformer. All right. Next bracket. Okay. This is a weird one. Circus Charlie... Versus Spot the Video Game. Bot the Video Game? Spot the Video Game. Spot. Oh, versus Circus Charlie. Yeah, uh, let me Mind Palace this real quick. You guys start talking. So Circus Charlie is an interesting one. It's ported to Danwell everything. And it's it's fairly early on. I think well, I have this down here. Hold on. 1984, Konami. So Konami did this one. Uh, it's like six different stages you're a clown jumping from ball to ball, or later on you're on a back of a lion jumping through fire hoops. There's one where you're on a trampoline jumping across monkeys. A lot of variety for an early uh, Nintendo game and arcade game, right? This is one of those ones that doesn't have a definitive ending. It loops after you finish all the stages mm-hmm. and makes it harder. But for a lot of games that were like that, there's still a lot of variety in those stages, I think. Mm-hmm. I get you. So is Spot the video game a platformer? I mean, I don't want to question the IOC, GP, but... Okay, but y'all will question Zelda 2, but not Spot. That's cool. Okay, well, let's look at Spot, the video game, Uh right? What is a platform, if not a (laughs) flat, broad surface? A board, if you will. Uh... A board, much like Spot, the game is played on. Mm -hmm. And then we said before, jumping. Well, if you watch the video, that Spot jumps from place to place on that board. So I I think that's a platformer. All right, okay. So my follow-up question is, which is a better platformer, Spot or Zelda 2? But well, no, that's hey, me being that's, flippant. That's not the bracket yet. <laughs> that's not the you bracket know, yet, right? We've uh, got a process to follow here. Our credibility is at stake, GP. Of course, of course, of course. All right, it's so I'll Circus answer last. Charlie, favorite Nenius platformer versus another grand favorite, Spot the Video Game. <laughs> Both top five for Jake. Let's not get nuts. So looking at the gameplay, 
Isn't Spot just Othello, kind of? <laughs> kind of. It's a little bit different mechanics. It's more of the, the virus factor of take, absorbing other pieces, but very similar to Othello, yeah. Okay, so it's based on Go. It's a much smaller version of the, the Chinese board game Go. Therefore, it automatically loses because it's not a platformer. But also, Circus Charlie actually doesn't look too bad as a platformer. Yeah, it looks rather fun. I don't know this game, but I agree with Wolf. You never played Circus Circus Charlie? I feel like is I like never heard of it before. You, you know those fifty-two it. and one, the fifty-two <laughs> and one cartridges. I swear, every fifty-two and one cartridge people had, you know, from that flea market as a kid or the friend of a friend who had one. Circus Charlie was always like in the top five of that cart. It's usually this and a bootleg Adventures Island. Hmm. I'll have to check my multi card. And I'm going to take offense at calling Spot the game not a not a platformer. Othello pieces jump. That's. And the, again, we've established the board is a platform. So. But it's a board game, not a platformer. If Zelda 2 lost to Mario Brothers... I think we just got to agree. <laughs> Spot loses yeah, to Circus Charlie. Yeah, I agree Charlie. with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're just going to have to agree to disagree in this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Circus Charlie. Um, I would probably rather play Spot. But again, for if we're saying platformers, what's a better entry and... I, I got to go Circus Charlie or literally anything that is a platformer is a better platformer than Spot. <laughs> okay. That said, Spot, All a right. better board game than uh, Mario 1. Yeah. So. I want to know who recommended Spot for this list. Probably somebody who uh, just listened to my bottom five. Yeah, it must have been one of those fans who sent us an email. I think his name is Cornelius, <laughs> I think his name is. It's, it's interesting. Oh, so you're just putting your favorite games in here then, huh? Okay. Uh, okay. Hey, you guys suggested quite a few games to this list as well. So That's fair. All right. Circus Charlie versus Spot the Video Game. Circus Charlie moves on. Uh, okay, let's bring it back to some sanity here in our uh, randomly assorted feed of brackets. Little Nemo the Dream Master. Ooh. That's a Capcom game, I believe. It's a great one. Versus Kirby's Adventure. So of course, you know, Little Nemo is the game where your little boy throwing candy at animals, which you should not do, but you by doing so in this game, you gain their powers. Versus Kirby, the little pink blob from hell who devours his enemies' souls and takes their powers. What do you guys think? I have to mind palace Little Nemo because I've never played the game personally. I don't know. I got I got to look up a little gameplay to see where I stand on this. Yeah, this is a close one because um, Little Nemo is such a charming and fun game. The platforming can be difficult, but it's enough of a challenge that it's not rage quitty. I I think it is just the right amount of challenge for somebody who's like a, a beginning to mid level gamer. Um, I really enjoyed it when I did my playthrough a couple years ago. I think I've got to go Kirby, uh, not just because it's more iconic. The character of Kirby is is unique and fun. I think the kitsch with with Kirby is memorable and fun. And if anybody else does anything like Kirby, you can look at it and say that is a blatant Kirby ripoff. You know what I mean? Like it's it's iconic in that way. The platforming of Kirby is fun, energetic, captivating. It makes you want to go around and say, okay, well, what happens if I you know, put that guy in my mouth or what, uh, <laughs> <talk to> <laughs> what happens, uh, yeah. Uh, what happens if, if I eat that or, you know, okay, Kirby, I'm done. Kirby. Wins. <laughs> um, so for me, I mean, I have my love hate with Kirby, but you know, Kirby took the NES as far as could possibly go. I think with 
the number of stages, the sheer number of power-ups, and all the all the the bosses, and it's just it's just a wild game. It's long, longer than you may think it is, because when you look at this as the sequel to the Game Boy Kirby, Kirby Dreamland on the Game Boy was a very short game, whereas Kirby's Adventure is like hours long, right? I mean, it has a safe system for hell's sake. Um, definitely a, a quality game. And Nemo is definitely harder than Kirby, and I hate, and I think Kirby is one of the hardest games in the NES. I know I, people don't I like me when I say that, but it is true. Kirby is fucking hard, but Nemo is that much harder. Uh, but you're right; it's not frustratingly difficult. Both are charming, I guess. Nemo is based off of a Japanese anime, which I did huh. not know. And then Kirby, of course, is just Kirby. He's, he's just an iconic character in Smash and whatnot. That's a tough one. I don't. I don't know. I, maybe Kirby. I think I'd probably lean towards I think Kirby's I Adventure. Also... I think the music is better, the power-ups. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Kirby yeah. as well. While Nemo looks like a very quality game, it does not look as... I don't know, it, it just doesn't... Something about it seems like it would be kind of frustrating after a point. Maybe it's the power-ups or something about the mechanics that aren't immediately jump in and play and get it, but I, I got to go with Kirby on this one based on what I'm seeing of Little Nemo. Yeah, just talking about the power-ups now, I'm thinking like Kirby... Just getting the sword power up is fun. And then you get like the UFO one where you shoot lasers later on. You can be a tire and fly across the screen. Granted, not every stage uses the power ups to their full advantage or their full, you know, abilities. But overall, it's a, it's a, a much more fun game to play, I think. Is that three for Kirby then? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Little Nemo, the Dream Master versus Kirby's adventure. Kirby's moves on. Uh, the next one I pasted in chat too early, but it's Metal Storm versus the Goonies 2. And I got to say, I'm not familiar overly with either of these. Um, I did watch our, our friend uh, Cloaked Alien play through Metal Storm not too long ago, so I got to see some of that. Goonies 2 is one of those... That's another one of those games on those bootleg carts that's always there, and I never knew how to play the damn thing. <laughs> so I think, Wolf, Goonies 2 is one of your picks, yeah, right? Yes, so I've not played much of Goonies 2 on my own. However, and I've, I've also not played much of Metal Storm either, um, but I have seen both of these games in their entirety played from beginning to end. As much as I'd love to give it to Goonies 2, I got to go with Metal Storm on this. It's fast, frenetic action, heavy on the platforming, heavy on avoiding the obstacles that come at you. Goonies 2, also high platforming aspects to it. Um, it has gameplay mechanics that feel very reminiscent of stuff like uh flicky and burger time and stuff like that as far as avoiding the enemies goes right but then it throws in a little bit of uh exploration adventure a la friday the 13th where you like go first into first person rooms. scenes <laughs> yes yeah, you go into rooms interact with people uh sometimes you can do things much like a point and click to where you can break a hole in the wall find a hidden room or ladder in the room um, do something to the character that you run into it within said room to cause them to react in some fashion. So it, it has point and click aspects to it. It's very much an underrated game. It's It's got a ton going for it, including the NES version of uh, <laughs> Cindy Lauper's Goonies Are Good Enough. <laughs> <laughs> However, I, I got to go with Metal Storm on this one. <laughs> I love that that song got translated into a video game. I gotta say, yes. I don't know, man. 
the the fact that a Nintendo game has first person adventure elements is kind of mind boggling to me. But like it's keep in mind it's not moving around within a dungeon yeah. like uh not like uninvited or something like that. It's it's more like you go into the room and there's just the one room. Right. So you're not even navigating around the room like in Friday the 13th you do in the cabins. It's literally you go into a room and you can either interact with aspects of it or you can't and that's that. Right. It's still neat though. Like it's just it's just weird that they have two perspectives. And like I said, I I played I played more of Goonies two than I have Metal Storm, but I've seen more of Metal Storm played. Played. Uh, Metal Storm is also made by Irem, the the R type people, so I, I like the company quite mm-hmm. a bit. But it's got that that odd gravity mechanic that I find a little bit frustrating. But again, I haven't really given enough time to to get a handle on it. But it feels frustrating. I'm not a big fan of anti gravity sections in games, and Metal Storm is like all that. Metal Storm. Uh... For anybody familiar with more recent indie games, and by recent I mean like we're talking the last 10, 10 years or so, VVVVVV. Uh, yes. Metal Storm has a lot of aspects going on in line with V, except V doesn't have the combat. It's literally all the gravity manipulation. And I think V is one of the best platformers I've ever played. Metal Storm does that same thing, but then also has you avoiding projectiles and attacking things. So <laughs> I Metal Storm is really high up as a platformer goes, I think. Yeah. What do you think, GP? Uh okay, full disclosure. Metal Storm is to me one of the easiest to miss gems of the NES. It, it's a top twenty game for me on the NES. And I'm currently playing through expert mode which I had never done before, in order to get some retro achievements. And I'm finding it to be very difficult. I spent about an hour just trying to get through the first stage. That said, I love that game. The reason I'm going to say Metal Storm wins is not because of that, though. Because, again, we're trying to be objective and not subjective, right? Or the other way around. Uh, We're trying to do facts. So here's what I have to say. Metal Storm takes classic platforming, and improves it by adding in the gravity mechanic. It's not just a, a, here's something new to try nobody else has done just for the sake of trying it. It is well executed, and you would think that this is not the first game that's done it. It's built on others because of how well it's done. To me, the best thing about the Goonies 2 is a video game, which I do love the game, but to me, the best part about Goonies uh, are the non-platforming parts. Right. Um, you know, platforming-wise, I think one of the greatest achievements for Goonies 2 uh, would be the ice level. The fact that a game that involved but done so early on, you know, you can look at it graphically and realize kind of what's going on. Uh, the way they handled their ice stage mechanics, I think was pretty dope. Uh, so I'll give it that. But between the two, I hands down have to say uh, Metal Storm. It's, it's an amazing game. It is an achievement of mankind. And uh, <laughs> yeah, for, for just the objective reasons. Yeah, for what, yeah, the reasons I stated, Metal Storm, obviously. Yeah, I think you're right in that Metal Storm is easily missed. It came in 91, so that's fairly late for the NES, right? The, the Super Nintendo came out that year. So I, a lot of folks miss Metal Storm. And I think it gets more attention nowadays because it had that uh, re-release there uh, from Limited Run Games. Right. A fantastic right. package that was. Yeah, you're right. You know, Goonies, the thing that I think is the best part, you're right, is the varied gameplay styles. And that is a technical achievement. It came out in 87. Not too early, but still early for NES, I guess. But that is neat. 
But when we look at the best NES platformer, the platforming part, I think you're right. Metal Storm is probably the one to go. Cool. Metal Storm versus the Goonies 2. Metal Storm moves on. Oh, Goonies yeah. 2. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, you know, one th- I, I want to say one thing that bums me out. The reason I never played Goonies 2 as a kid, even though I love the Goonies movie, is because I always thought it was the second Goonies game to come out. And I wanted to play the first one before I played the second one. <laughs> I thought it got a first game. Mm, I think it did. Not on the NES anyway. Okay. I'll have to look that up. Because I had that concern too, right? Because you look at the bootleg cards, there's always the Goonies 2, but there's no Goonies 1. But there was only the one movie. Anyway. All right. Next bracket. All right. This, I have a soft spot for this game. Rygar, which is the Presby's very first episode, versus Kabuki Quantum Fighter. Let me drop a video in chat because not many people played Kabuki, I feel, and or don't recognize it. I mean, we've all played Rygar and uh, working mm-hmm. on Press B, but uh, have, have you guys played Kabuki Quantum Fighter before? I have not. not. <laughs> Came out in 91. I've seen a lot of it played. Yeah, it's um, from Human Entertainment. These guys are probably most well known for Fire Pro Wrestling nowadays and i think they did clock tower i think is the other game they did so they they really are not known for Kobe quantum fighter it's an interesting game this is one of those games that it came out in japan the story and plot is radically different than what we have over in the u.s version in the japanese version you're a little boy it's based on a film from from 1997 called zipang where a little boy named bobby boba like no that's bobby who you transform into your samurai ancestor when entering supercomputers it's a bit different for the U.S. version. So the stories are different. And oh. um, all that was taken out in the U.S. release. So that's kind of different. But the gameplay in this is is really quite good. Um, you use your hair as a weapon, which I find kind of funny. But the graphics are pretty solid. The music is okay. Platforming is pretty tight. But then, you know, Rygar is also... Rygar is Rygar, man. And Well, you know, I don't know. Rygar kind of suffers a bit from the Zelda 2 situation where... What's the focus of Rygar? Platforming or the fighting with the shield? I don't know. Well, platformers oftentimes have fighting aspects. I mean, hell, we, we talked about a number of them that have that. Yeah. This, this game looks pretty fun. It um, does. Kabuki, I mean. Uh, I, I've got to go with Rygar because that's one I recognize. That's one I know. Um, and, and not just that. I, I shouldn't say that. I don't want any of my answers to be that's one I know. But the reason that I know what I feel is it is more culturally relevant to Nintendo's history than Kabuki Quantum Fighter. So, of course, again, as I say, full disclosure, I haven't played Kabuki. Uh, it looks like a lot of fun, but I think I've got to go with Rhaegar on this one because of the cultural and historic relevance. See, I don't know. I don't know if you look at the history of NES, how many people are going to give a damn about Rhaegar, except us, <laughs> right? Well, the key word there is NES. I mean, I understand we're, we're doing a lot of NES games, if not all of them, but uh, how many different things was, was Rygar platform, or, uh, sorry, um, moved over to, ported to? That's what I was looking for. There's so many different ports of Rygar. Well, Arcade, yes. TurboGrafx, like, everything had a, had a Rygar. In fact, they, they even did one on the PlayStation 2. I don't know that they did one or didn't do one of Kabuki in the PS2. No, there's only this one that. game in the series as far as I know. Like the developers moved on to wrestling, <laughs> right? So. Right. 
Well, and the the animations for Kabuki look cool. The yes. movements look, you know, well animated. The hair, hair flip is very like hypnotic and mesmerizing. Um, it looks pretty tight. Not knowing how the controls are working, the bad guys look interesting. It's a very colorful game, and the the stage design is good. Um, the little flip motions whenever the character grabs onto a, a thing and then does a, like a flipping action. I don't know. It looks like a cool game, but again, I don't think people are talking about this game like they still are with Rygar, which is not a lot, but still more than Kabuki. Okay. Jake, I want to know your answer before I submit mine. <laughs> it, it's tough. I'm probably going to, you know what, I'm going to say Kabuki. You know, I recently played Cyber Shadow, right? In a lot of the ways, the, the style of graphics reminds me of Kabuki. They're totally different games, but something about like the the really detailed environments and the very gameplay there, it, it reminds me of a lot of other platforms I like. I think also Kabuki looks a ton better than Rygar. The combat, I think, is more fun in this game. The reason why I'm drawn to it, it was a shinobi game where the final boss is this dude with his hair and he whips it back and forth, you know, as you do. And this is a kind of a game, not shinobi related, but you whip your hair back and forth. I think it's funny. <laughs> Something about that just sticks with me. So I, I think Quant Kabuki Quantum Fighter is probably the better game to play. It's more fun to play. I have a soft spot for Rygar only because I played as a kid and also we had a good episode about it when we first started the show. But I think Kabuki, I think, is the better platformer. That's cool. Uh, yeah, and I have no re retort for that because I haven't played it. But uh, that's good. So what, what, what say you, Wolf? What's the tiebreaker here? I... See, I'm looking at Kabuki... And I see all this platforming that's very reminiscent of Batman. That's mm. what I see when I look at this game is Batman. That said, Rygar has a lot of areas where the platforming is integral to the gameplay. If you fall in a pit, you die. Period. The end. You know? Right. <laughs> and there's, there's a lot of it. Uh, I... I have to give it to Rygar, and not because it's been ported to so many things, because a lot of the other Rygar versions are very arcadey, more about timing your hits and dodges than it is about jumping over pits and making making well timed jumps. Right. But I just I feel like Rygar has a lot more interesting platforming mechanics, whereas Kabuki is more Rygar even has platforming from another perspective. <laughs> it has overhead platforming. Yeah, but it's not good, though. <laughs> right? Uh, I mean... <laughs> eh, okay. Yeah, the one thing I'm, I'm not sure what Rygar is, a lot of the platforming is when you use the rope thing to climb up to the next level. And that reminds me too much of Bionic <laughs> yeah. Commando, because we, we were joking earlier about Bionic Commando not being a platformer because there's no jumping. Well, it's more of a platformer than, like, spot the video game. Look, look, <laughs> the bracket's been decided. <laughs> the That's been fun. But, you know, I, if you guys want to vote Riger, I can I, I can settle with that. But I, I think Kabuki would be my pick. I mean, Kabuki has some really cool platforming stuff I'm seeing, even so much as you're swinging underneath certain things to, like, jump up higher and yeah. stuff like that. Right. It looks dope. It Absolutely. It certainly does. This yeah, I don't know that those... we're going to have a wrong answer on this one. Yeah, this is, feels like one of those not enough information kind of answers. Uh, 
You know what? I know I said Rygar. I think I got to go Kabuki on this one. All right. I got to go Kabuki because it, it's like Batman multiplied. With hair whipping. Back and forth. Yes. <laughs> I whip my hair back and forth. Right. Do, are we going to be owing? Oh, I'm going to get another kind of letter. Who did that song? Was that Will Smith's yeah. kid? His kids run everything <laughs> now. All right. Kabuki Quantum Fighter then? Cool. Yeah. All right, Kabuki versus Rygar, 65 million years in the future. We've never seen this one coming. <laughs> Kabuki moves on. All right, let's back to some sanity here. This is this would be an easy one for sure. Moon Crystal, made by Hector, notable developer Hector, which doesn't even have a. You say a boy in his blob. Moon Crystal doesn't even have a, a freaking wiki page. Anyway, Moon Crystal versus Rocking Cats. Rocking Cats is a late. NES title as well that I feel like not a lot of people played and then there's Moon Crystal which I feel people don't even know exists <laughs> I didn't know about this until GP was playing it when I first met you guys uh, I saw you play this right. game so Rocking Cats is a game I rented as a kid and I think it's a fantastic platformer with a lot of cool stuff the glove you, you grab onto things kind of like buying a commando but there's actual jumping in this game and it's got a delightful cast of characters Moon Crystal, for me, the only thing that looks good about it is the animations, which are oddly fluid for an NES game. Mm -hmm. But for me, I think it's cut and dry rocking cats, but I'll leave it to you guys. Let's let GP go next. I want to know what his answer is. I already know my answer. Okay. Gosh. Okay, well, let, let, me, let me talk my way through this one. Moon Crystal, I didn't know existed until I played it. Like That was something that came up and, uh, you know, never saw its official U.S. or North America release. Um, there are translations of it that you can go out and find and buy. It is a game that uh, was tough the first time. It was one of those games where beating it the first time was insanely difficult, but then every time I've gone back to play it, I do better and better. Uh, kind of like it, really any of the Mega Mans that you find. Uh, beating it, you know, doing the impossible always takes the longest the first time, no matter what it is. And then you go back, and it's it's loads easier uh, time after time. Rockin' Cats looks delightful, looks fun. Um, it looks like there were more options for platforming, like different things that you can do, whereas Moon Crystal is very cut and dry. There's upgrades. You can get a double jump, which is a huge plus. Anytime you can get like a moon jump or a double jump, I love it, instead of just having one absurdly big jump like you have in, in Rockin' Cats. Um, oh, man. This is tough. Rockin' Cats, I think, has, has more, more appeal. Um, I, I have a soft spot for Moon Crystal, but I think I do have to go with Rock and Cats as well. I think all in all, there are more playability functions, more ways to um, to get through it. Whereas Moon Crystal, you basically just have the same things that you have to do over and over. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm going to go Rock and Cats as well. Well, this makes close. my answer kind of superfluous at this point, but I also want to go with uh, Rock and Cats um, to expand on what GP was saying. The platforming in this game, not only does it have basic platforming, but it's also got you shoot your punch glove and spin around things to, like, send yourself flying through the air. Right. Um, you can also use your punch glove to punch down at the ground and bounce up higher. And you can use it to bounce off walls at an angle. And so you enemies can go next as to well. a wall. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you can bounce off enemies. But you can go next to a wall and, like, 
punch down into the left or down into the right if you're next to the wall, and it'll push you up higher than just bouncing off the ground would. So there's a lot going on with the platforming in this game, and the game has a ton of charm, decent music, and it's the the concept is very much like your character is going through various movie genres on his adventure. It's all themed to be in a television. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's really cool. Like, it really is, really thematic. This was one of those games that I rented once as a kid, absolutely fell in love with, rented it other times, even though I had beaten it. I never got it for myself, but I rented it multiple times and played through it myself just because I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, I think that says it. I think Rockin' Cats is a definitely a great platforming game. Yeah, and I, I want to say this, because this is actually kind of a rare game. I've got it right here listed at $130 for Loose Cart oh, yeah. Rockin' Cats. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, you know, a kind of obscure platforming title toward the, the end of the, the life cycle of the NES. That's usually what most of the, the pricey games are. Uh, but more so than any other uh, bracket we've had thus far, don't sleep on either of these games. I think both are going to be fantastic. Um, and if you've never done them or, or played them or, or watched them, seek them out. Uh, do whatever you can to play them because they are both very worthwhile. Like all the games we're talking about today are the the best the NES has to offer, really. Yeah, not Circus Charlie. No, I'm pretty not sure Circus, Circus Charlie is groundbreaking, but anyway. I can't even tell you how lucky Circus Charlie. Like that's the <laughs> that's the lucky lotto winner of the night so far is, is Circus Charlie. I'm telling you well, that he got paired up with Spot. All right, we got two brackets left. <laughs> two brackets left. All right. So. Uh, okay, this one I haven't played either of these two. It's kind of weird how they they get paired like this, but Panic Restaurant. Versus the Predator? <laughs> I mean, both at Panic. They're the exact same game. What are you talking yeah. about? So, Panic Restaurant. I don't know if you guys have played any of these ones. I've seen somebody play Panic Restaurant. Your weapon is a frying pan, although apparently that was changed from the Japanese version where you used to use your head, which is wild. <laughs> and then and Predator, I, had, I have to say this. So, Predator was uh, developed by a company called Pack and Video, <laughs> which sounds like quality to me. But this is a game that is noteworthy for in Germany was put on the index by oh boy the Buschen Frale for Jürgen Hürgen Nügenügenügen Media or translated as the Federal Department for Media Harmful to Young Persons list which makes it illegal to sell or make game available to minors in Germany and it's also illegal to advertise it so there's a level of violence I guess in Predator that Germany didn't jive with so I kind of found that kind of interesting wow way to be sensitive to the cultures. Well, I, I try and uh, unite all our viewers across the EU by right. speaking in their home language. However horrible that may be. And you fucking nailed it. I, t I did take uh, French in high school. <laughs> and it shows. I, I think I got to go with Panic Restaurant on this one. Um, Predator is actually a fun one that I remember a little bit of from my childhood because we weren't allowed to watch the movie, but we could somehow play the game. Right. Uh, Panic Restaurant is one that I've watched other people play. This is, I was just talking about rare carts. The cart alone for this loose is close to nine hundred bucks. Panic Jeez. restaurant. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, complete in box, not sealed, but complete in box with the the box and the manual is about two thousand. So this is like a, a holy grail level game. Um, up there with like little Samson when it comes to. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's charming. It's silly. It's funny. Um. I, yeah, I got to go Panic Restaurant. I don't have a lot to say, but I think it's it's a fun little game. 
that uh, is very tongue-in-cheek with a lot of the animations and, and things that you can do. It's another laggy game, uh, but it's, um, it's fun. It doesn't take away from the enjoyment like you know, Mega Man 3 or whatever. But okay. yeah, good game. I just watched the video for Predator because, again, I hadn't played this. Yes. And there's some same. interesting spots, it, it, eh? Yeah. Predator, to me, is kind of somewhere between Castlevania and Contra. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> somewhere between Castlevania and Contra for me, watching the gameplay. Um, except for the, I don't know if these are, like, bonus stages or boss encounters or what. But there's some sort of weird arcadey moment that's like a side scroller, um, space harrier. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best way I can think to describe it. And there's sections where you're um, full size Schwarzenegger fighting a predator, like you're. Yeah, that's what in. I'm talking yeah. about. It seems like a side scrolling space harrier to me. It feels like almost like Blaster Master um, in a way, where you're entering these these areas where you the change perspective and you're fighting more. Yeah, that said. Panic Restaurant, I think, is more of what we expect from a traditional platformer. Yeah. It is absolutely full of charm and character. The animation and artwork in that game is spot on. It's like top tier for the NES. And it's pretty well designed. It's it's both of these I have not played personally. I have seen both of them played. And I, I got to give this one to Panic Restaurant. There's a lot of hallmarks of traditional platformers, but it seems like it did it extremely well. Yeah, I'm looking at both of these. Some of Panic Restaurant's color palette I don't like. It feels a little bit too pastel and plain, but then the Predator doesn't look especially great either. You know, I think the only thing, the major interesting part I, I like in Predator is those special side side squeak sequences where you fight the predator and you're in large sprites and that's less that's actually not platforming really although both looks like games i should play honestly yeah i'm gonna say panic restaurant even though i don't like the way that it looks i think it's more of the classic platformer gameplay there and that's definitely the focus also you need to look at the box art for panic restaurant if you've not seen it mm-hmm. you have to look at it the north american box art oh, it know. is absolutely terrifying those of you listening if you can right now please look at this box art. <laughs> it does not convey it all well what this game is about. oh jesus christ and i would very much say that that box art is probably the reason i never rented it as a kid it's terrifying why is it so different than the other one though <laughs> I don't know. The Japanese box art is adorable. Yeah, it's like what I expect. And it looks like the sprite. Had I seen... Yeah, had I seen... No, no, no. That's... Um, I don't think that's the Japanese box art, is it? No. No. The Japanese box art is... Oh, it's, it's chibi he, style. The chef looks a little more like a chibi anime character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Had I seen... But had I seen either of those, I might have been more inclined to play panic restaurant as a kid i might have picked it up off the shelf and been like oh what's this right but that horrifying chef he looks like the <laughs> which bad is absolutely guy absolutely nothing what he looks like in the game yeah he looks like a villain he looks like he's going mad and that's not the case at all so i think it had, had it had the other box arts one of them is very much just chibi anime and then the other one that you 
uh, you linked, which I'm guessing is European or something. It's got to be know. EU, yeah. It's reminiscent of Bubble Bobble's art style. Either one of those, I would be like, yeah, let me pick this up as a kid and see what this game's about. Maybe rent it. I, I still got to give it to Panic Restaurant, but there's definitely a reason I never played it as a child. <laughs> All right. Panic Restaurant versus Predator. Both are very scary titles, but Panic Restaurant moves on. And then our last bracket. We all knew this would be here somewhere. Often considered one of the best Nintendo games, period, of all time. Super Mario Bros. 3 versus Batman. Uh... Can we get video? I don't know that I've played either of those titles. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to make my answer short and quick here. It's as good as Batman is, musically, visually, gameplay. It's hard to top Super Mario Brothers 3 as a platformer. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Batman comes close. The music is so, so good. I gotta go with Super Mario Brothers 3. Yeah. Batman's music is so good. Sunsoft Games just, just nailed the music. Like, the, like and there's stuff in Super Mario Bros. 3. The themes are great. I love Koji Kondo and all that stuff, but I don't think Mario 3 is his best work. Uh, the, the music is so good in Batman. But then gameplay-wise... Batman has some unique stuff. There's wall jumping in Batman that's done fairly well. There is. The it's tough. Batman jumps. Yeah, Batman jumps. And it's fun. <laughs> but yeah, I would also probably say Super Bros. 3. Uh, you know, for me, Super Bros. 3, the, the big highlight has always been the large amount of power-ups, right? Leaf and Fire and Frog and Hammer Brothers. There's just so many different power-ups in Mario Bros. 3, and they all feel so distinct and so great. Um, Batman certainly has his power-ups, but I'll be honest, for the longest time when I played Batman, I forgot there were even power-ups and how to use them, <laughs> right? That, that, <laughs> I know you need to use them to beat the game, but I always found them, I, I always missed out on those. I, I do love Batman. Um, there's not much I can add that you guys haven't said about what makes it great. The platforming is smooth. The, uh, the, the gameplay is fair and fun. The platforming is challenging, but again, fair. Especially as you go through the game, the opening stages are uh, what, what they should be, you know, for any game. Uh, the introductory, here's how everything works. Boom. It's one of those games that arbitrarily gave you points. There's really no need to have points in that game. And one-third of your power-ups in Batman are just that. I, I think it is such a well-built game, well-constructed. The, the levels are good, the character design. We talked about the soundtrack, which it, it's right up there with just... To me, it probably is the best soundtrack on the NES. Uh, that said, the answer is going to be Mario 3. The only way to beat Batman is the only way to beat Batman. Mario 3, you've got options, man. you got whistles. You can, you know, you can skip to different worlds. It doesn't always have to be the same world. You know, like with Mario 1, when we had the, the warps, there were options. You know, stuff like that. Like, to me, that's interesting. You can mix up the gameplay. Uh, Batman is one of the better NES games based off of a movie as it was based off of Tim Burton's 1989 Batman. So for as much as I love the, the Batman video game, truly, I, I think Mario 3 is going to win this bracket. I think it should. And I think even the people who love Batman for the NES uh, can probably agree, for the most part, that Super Mario 3 uh, wins that bracket. You put Batman in one of the other brackets from tonight, and it's going to win most of them. Not all of them. But most of them. But yeah, Mario 3, hands down. Wow, this is just how the random algorithm goes, I guess. I'm yep. I'm sad because I think Mylon's Secret Castle only would have beaten Spot. 
and that's more on a technicality. I, 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 would, <laughs> I would pick Mylon over Circus Charlie. Just going off, and maybe even Goonies too. Don't hate me on that yeah. one. But that's that would be a that would be a tight one. Mylons or Goonies. All right. But alas, none of it matters. <laughs> yeah. Batman versus Super Brothers three. Super Brothers three wins. I mean, of course, right? Right. All right. So moving on, we're gonna go a little quickly through these ones, and then we'll spend some more time with the finals. But Panic Restaurant versus Circus Charlie. Now, I know you guys are going to say Panic Restaurant, so hear me out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Circus Charlie is like the game on every console. It is simple. It is fun. It is a blast in the arcades. And actually, hold on, hold on, hold on. Circus Charlie. Game Machine listed Circus Charlie on their 1984 issue as being the third most successful table arcade unit of the year. So it's an award-winning top arcade game brought to the home console. And again, it has six stages of variety, which is great for those kind of arcadey games at home. And they're all quite varied. They're all jumping platforming based, but they're quite unique where they're jumping from hoops that move, dodging monkeys on tightrope. They're just really quite distinct. I think Circus Charlie is the winner. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go panic restaurant on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think Jake is right uh, in that we will both say panic restaurant. <laughs> Circus Charlie, while it doesn't look terrible, it's definitely highly limited. A lot of those levels look like auto-scrollers where you just kind of have to go at the game's pace. They all are, yeah. And I mean, I can't say that it's only six levels because I think that's also kind of the case with Panic Restaurant. So um, I think overall the platforming is a lot more limited in Circus Charlie than in Panic Restaurant. That's my logic. I don't know. I think in terms of what's more influential as a platforming game, I think Circus Charlie is the one of the first ones there on the on of the genres. It was '84, so it's quite early. I think history looks better on Circus Charlie than it does on Panic Restaurant, which is a game that I mean, hell of a most of us don't even know about. Unless you're an investor and and hold several copies, <laughs> right? Yes, of Panic Restaurant. <laughs> I mean, I never yeah. heard of Circus Charlie before tonight. So, yeah. Okay. That yeah, same. Uh, I, I love your passion and, and dedication and loyalty to Circus Charlie. And I agree, it does look like a lot of fun. Uh, but I, I think i got to go Panic Restaurant. I think uh, the gameplay is, is better. I think the animation styles are better. I agree the, the aesthetic is very pastel. But there's a lot of... Um, actually, it kind of reminds me of Chippendales. It, it just in the way that it's played <laughs> in the platforming aspect of it. And uh, in that way, i got to go with Panic Restaurant. Well, unfortunately, noble listener, Cornelius, who sent us in by email, but uh, <laughs> Circus Charlie does not move on. Panic Restaurant moves on. All right. Kabuki Quantum Fighter versus Rockin' Cats. Oh. It gets trickier. Like, I know you guys have not yes. played Kabuki, but both of these are really good platforming games. Yeah, but again, going back to what we were talking about with Rockin' Cats, I think that is an exceptional game on the entire list that you've presented tonight. I, again, with just the variety that it gives you. Oh, but damn it. Kabuki also seems to have a lot of that stuff as well. Both are kind of similar in that, you know, you can grapple onto things. Uh, one is with an oversized chain fist. The other is with your hair uh, and then your hands. But I, I got to go with rocking cats. I think it's smoother uh, execution. Uh, both seem to have varied platforming, but I, I, I'm going to go rocking cats. 
it seems like the right answer in my opinion i'm also gonna toss it the kabuki i think has the better music and far better graphics than rocking cats and i, I do like rocking oh, cats I... but i don't think the graphics are nearly as good i think again much like panic restaurant rocking cats palette is kind of muted kabuki is very vibrant and just very varied i gotta disagree i think that rocking cats graphically um the backgrounds actually were kind of reminiscent of uh, what, what Ninja Gaiden could have pulled off, but a little bit crisper and, and larger. Sometimes my complaints about Ninja Gaiden are how small some of the sprite work uh, and backgrounds are. But okay. No, I, I yeah, I, I, I hear you. I'm not trying to say, no, you're wrong. But uh, yeah, I, I think Rockin' Cats in this one. Wolf? I do think this is a close close one, but I got to give it to Rockin' Cats as well. Um, it even has extra bonus stages where I'm pretty sure to play them, you still have to... They, they come up with mini-games where you still have to run around and jump and play like you normally would. Yeah. With the base mechanics to in, to interact with the mini-games that they come up with to get extra lives and goodies and stuff like that. They got really clever with the, uh, the platforming mechanics in that one for sure. All right. Okay. Kabuki Quantum Fighter. You whip your hair back and forth out of here. It's Rockin' Cats that goes forward. <laughs> Mario Brothers 1 versus Mega Man 3. Oh, man. Yeah, these are getting good. Yeah, that's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Like, one is, like, iconic, like, granddaddy of platforming games on the NES. It literally saved the video game industry after the crash. And you have the Mega Man series is iconic, and 3 is a great one. I don't know. I'm not sure about this one. I, I Again, not to just keep starting us off on these, but I think i got to go Mega Man on this one. One thing I do want to point out, I guess two things I want to point out, I didn't vote for either of these games to advance uh, <laughs> in the brackets. That said, neither are the best representations of the franchise. You know, Neither of them are, are the best entry uh, in, in, their, in their titles. But I, yeah, I think i got to go with, with Mega Man 3. It's pure platforming, just like Mario 1, but done at a much higher level. And a better soundtrack by far. Yeah, I gotta yeah. agree with GP on that one. I gotta go Mega Man 3 as well. Um, it even incorporates platforming in creative ways where when you're riding on Rush, you can jump off of him and still keep going with him below you while you're on a platform, and you can jump back onto him. So they... Mega Man 3 really upped the ante on platforming while not making it the 100% focus of the game. Right. I don't know. So when I look at these two, Mega Man 3, it came out later. It had more opportunity to use the, the Nintendo system to its fullest. Graphically, it's obviously better. It sounds, you're right. The soundtrack is amazing. But from the, just the, the best of NES platforming, Mario has always been the gold standard. Even if this is the, the first like you know major entry, like, well, not the first first one, but it's the, the first, you know, one i think of this case you know i think mario brothers one for me like this is platforming when we talk about the genre of nintendo platforming it's mario right there's there's very limited shooting for the most part at just running and jumping right speed is is can be rewarded right mega man is more about the shooting and combinations of weapons to defeat bosses the rock paper scissors mechanics there yes there's platforming and power-ups and stuff but it's it's not a, it's not as pure of platforming game as Mario Brothers 1 is. Sure. I, I can get on board with that, but I still think Mega Man 3 is the better platformer. 
the difference isn't as big as Super Mario Brothers 1 and Zelda 2. It's, right. <laughs> it's a heck of a lot closer <laughs> with these two. Like when I look at Mario, when I'm doing a run through Mario, yes, you only jump, but whether you're running or not, how long you hold the button, this, the physics in Mario are heavy into why this is a great platformer and how you take those jumps, right? You, I feel like you have more control over your platforming in Mario than you do in Mega Man. Mega Man has always been a bit clunky in his movement. Well, he's a robot. Well, there's that too. <laughs> but I mean, like a lot of the tricky jumps, you, you just bypass in Mega Man with Rush, right? It's kind of a cheat. I really think Mario 1 is the better platformer. <laughs> like, hmm. All right, well, uh, <laughs> I... Well, if, I mean, I'm sorry. I think it's Mega Man Three. Uh, I I yeah. love your impassioned speech, and again, there's yeah. there's no real bad words that you can put to Mario One. Uh, if it I, makes I you it's... feel better, I don't think either of these two is gonna take it in the end. So <laughs> that doesn't help. <laughs> now I just feel sad. <laughs> oh boy. All well, right. that'll teach you to ask us important questions. Seriously. Well, all right. Well, I think you guys are wrong, but. Hey, who might argue the process? Mega Man 3 beats Mario Brothers 1. <laughs> Always remember, if you disagree with Press B to Cancel, feel free to hit us up on our Discord or on Twitter. I'm, I'm sure I'll get choice words over this just like I did zillions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. DuckTales versus Metal Storm. I, I don't even know. <laughs> DuckTales, probably. Just because I like the characters. No anti-gravity. Mm. I, I get that Metal Storm is a good one, though. Mm-hmm. I feel like Metal Storm brought more to platforming than DuckTales did. DuckTales is very memorable, very fun, um, you know, good graphics, interesting gameplay. The only thing that I think DuckTales might offer over Metal Storm is that you can play it in whatever way you choose, you know, stage select-wise. Right. Whereas Metal Storm is one of those games, like I was saying with Batman, where the only way to beat it is the only way to beat it. So in that way, DuckTales is is more interesting. But I think that anti-gravity mechanic that you're not a fan of is something that is not just something Metal Storm introduced, but just mastered right off the bat. It was so well done. Um, I think because of that, with platforming, I've got to give it to Metal Storm. I can understand a vote for either. But I, I think between those two, I've got to go Metal Storm. That, and that might be a hot take. I don't mind being the minority here. Yeah. But yeah, make mine Metal Storm. I think I got to go with DuckTales on this one. I, I think it's one of the best platformers of the NES era. And that's not to say that Metal Storm is not a great platformer. I, I think this is a very close one. But I think DuckTales has more focus on the platforming than Metal Storm. And it also has a lot of spots where you have to be spot on in getting from one spot to another with your platforming to acquire certain collectibles and power-ups and things like that. So I, I got to uh, go DuckTales on this one. It's close, okay. but DuckTales. Can I make one other like metaphorical comparison to kind of illustrate my point with, with Metal Storm? Sure. sure. There, okay, there's a whole discussion about Iron Man versus Batman who wins. The answer is Batman, and here's why. <laughs> no. If you take away Tony Stark's suit... Uh, you know, he's he's a genius. And if you take away, you know, his genius, he's just a dude. With Batman, if you take away his suit and his genius, he's still a fucking ninja. You know what I mean? <laughs> so in that way, Batman wins. Now, to translate that to the conversation here, um, if you take away 
the, the one, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that make Metal Storm special. The power-ups are great. The gunner uh, character is amazing. Like, there's a lot of really cool things. The background movements are, are very memorable. The soundtrack is good. If you take away all the stuff that makes this a unique game, uh, even the gravity mechanic, it is still a great platformer. If you take all the things away from, like, basically, if you take the music and the IP property away from DuckTales, you have a, you have a platformer that's okay. So I, I, I don't know. I just think that Metal Storm brings more to the standard platform than DuckTales does, if that makes sense. Both, you know, again, to keep with metaphors, both are great cakes. One just has more layers and flavors. And that's what I got to go with, Metal Storm, because of Batman and cake. <laughs> if you take away the theme of DuckTales and the IP, you're basically mm -hmm. left with a, an alternate universe and alternate universe version of Mega Man, really. It's the same DNA behind yeah. the scenes. And that's okay. We we just pushed fucking Mega Man three past Mario for fuck's sakes. But <laughs> right? okay. But that's the thing. And we, we made this discussion earlier, this conversation where you guys were talking about Predator, how it's kinda of like a mix between Castlevania and Contra. That's okay to say that, but if it doesn't execute as well as either of the things it took inspiration from, it is a subpar game. Uh, and I'm not saying DuckTales is a subpar game. I'm saying if you want to compare it to Mega Man, it has those elements but doesn't execute it near as well as Mega Man. There's not a lot of things like Metal Storm to compare it to. And in that uniqueness, I think it wins. I think DuckTales relies on the platforming as a mechanic a lot more than Mega Man does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, okay. Well, that. those, that's, that's my answer, and that's, those are my reasons. Again, I don't think there's a wrong yeah. answer here that's going to be, like, offensive. I think both you can, you can make passionate arguments for. I think we have. Yeah, I think, I think, right. I mean, they're all good games, but I, for me personally, I think DuckTales, I think it's a stronger platformer, and I just like the theme more, but. Yeah, cool. I think DuckTales advances on this one. Okay, so Duck It's definitely the more, uh, the, the most remembered between the two. I think yes. a lot of people, uh, because yeah. of how late, you know, Irem put it out, I think more people were exposed to DuckTales, and, and again, it's, it is a great game. I don't want to take away from that, you know, two things can be true at once. Right. I think Metal Storm is better, but I still like DuckTales, so. All right. Okay. So, DuckTales versus Metal Storm. DuckTales goes ahead. This one's interesting. Castlevania versus Kirby's Adventure. These games couldn't be more different. <laughs> right. So, for this one, I think I got to go Castlevania. Mostly because it leans more on the platforming than Kirby. Because Kirby is not always about the platforming. He can yeah. float around kind of to his heart's content. Whereas Castlevania, you know, like I said earlier, you make your jump, you live with it or die with it. Either way. <laughs> You're committed. But uh, yeah, you have to, you commit whether you want to or not at that point. And it has a lot of very tight platforming moments in that game. Whereas Kirby is a lot more focused on the power-ups and you know, swallowing your opponents and using them against their friends. Just putting things in your mouth. Yeah. Heard. <laughs> so, okay. So, hold on. I'm, just to make sure I'm understanding you, what's your vote there, Wolf? Castlevania. Okay, okay. Jake, what do you think? <laughs> uh, okay, so you're right. Neither one of these, Kirby certainly does not always lead on its platforming, but neither is Castlevania. Right, Kirby, a lot of time you're just flying around, little puffball that he is. Castlevania with the clunkier controls, and there's stairs, for fuck's sakes. You're not jumping everywhere. 
uh, and and the uncontrollable knockback when you're hit. I don't think either is as, is as strong a platform as some of the other games on this this list. When paired against each other, I feel more in control of things as Kirby, mm-hmm. I think. And then adding in the more variety of power-ups, although there are some weapons in Castlevania. I don't know. I think this would be a, a different conversation for me if it was Castlevania 3, because I think that's a much stronger game. But when I look at Castlevania 1 versus Kirby's Adventure, I think Kirby's Adventure is the better platforming game. I certainly have a I certainly have the, the music is far better in Castlevania, but that's not all there is. To me, it's it's similar to the discussion we just had about Metal Storm. The way that Kirby handled its platforming is unique and adds something um, special, you know. And like I said earlier, with with the Kirby property, it's not. If you were to see another game do something like that, you would say it's a Kirby knockoff, and. Well, I enjoyed the Castlevania mythos and ultimately the Castlevania series a whole heck of a lot more. Kirby brings something that is undeniably fun and novel and clever. It's going to kill me to say this because I really don't want to say this, but I think Kirby Kirby beats out Castlevania. Wow. That's fine. I didn't think No, I just, I, I, yeah, again, if you put the two cards in front of me, which one would I rather play? I've got to give it to Castlevania. Really, like, not even close, like 90-10. But I think giving the, the discussion, um, I, you know, I can't say everything I just said about Metal Storm and not apply it to Kirby. It's very similar in a lot of ways. That's so, I, yeah, I got to go with Kirby. Okay. All right. Kirby versus Kirby Castlevania. Kirby that round. Yeah. All right. Yeah, plot twist, right? Yeah, seriously. What a twist. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers 3 versus Ninja Gaiden. The heavy hitters. Yeah. I like Ninja Gaiden, but again, much as my arguments for Mario Brothers 1, like this is Mario Brothers is the platforming IP and franchise, right? It's the one. It's like defining. And just add in the, the multiple worlds with very varied backgrounds from desert to lava pits and giant world and desert world and there's warps and it'd be a freaking frog. I mean, it's it's... I think it's gotta be Mario Bros. Three. As fun as wall jumping and flipping out like a ninja is in Ninja Gaiden, I think Mario Bros. Three for me. What say you, Wolf? Let me paint you a picture. Um, <laughs> we played through the Messenger last year. Yeah, we did. And the Messenger has so much that you're like, this is basically an updated Ninja Gaiden, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go back and you play Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. <laughs> and it's such a letdown. It's clunky, and sometimes the platforming doesn't go as you'd expect it to. Um, sometimes you get tossed off a cliff by an enemy <laughs> just because it was unfair timing on a jump, but that would that was like it's the only way to advance, and you still got screwed. Yeah. And then Mario Brothers 3 has so many massive levels that approach platforming in so many ways. And, you know, it's it's got vertical levels, it's got horizontal levels, it's got auto-scrollers, it's got just, you name it, Mario 3 basically did it. I gotta give this to Mario 3. Okay, so at this point, it doesn't matter what I say, Mario 3 is advanced. No, it matters. I'm, I'm curious what you had to say, yeah. though. Mario, yeah, no, Mario 3 is going to win. Um, 
I I love Ninja Gaiden. I do the speed runs. I'm trying to get good at it. I think Ninja Gaiden is either one of these could have been made. I think an argument could have been made for them to win the whole thing. So it's a shame that they're not the final showdown. But yeah, I, I think Mario Three has to win. Uh, Ninja Gaiden has such a an iconic and, and kind of gothic aesthetic to it. Uh, the soundtrack is good. It is such a tight game when it comes to the controls. Uh, and in those ways, the soundtrack and, and tightness of the controls, I, I, I would have given it to Ninja Gaiden. But I think, uh, again, not to just continuously beat this into the ground, but the only way to beat Ninja Gaiden is the only way to beat Ninja Gaiden. That said, you can have sub-weapons. I understand that. So there is a variety of play there. But you know, Mario... Mario 3 is one of the, the best examples of testing a cart and, and filling it up, not arbitrarily like Mega Man 3, to its capacity. Every bit of Mario 3, even if you have stages that you don't care for, ice worlds, water levels, um, they're still very well done. And I, I like everything Jake had said earlier. Each one of those worlds has some redeeming qualities. Whereas there, there are sections of Ninja Gaiden, I feel most people are like, well, it's good up until this point. Right. Um, or, you know, there's this point, point here that I, I don't care for. So I think we got to give it to Mario 3. But again, much, much love for, for Ninja Gaiden. What a great franchise that is as well. So uh, I would have actually preferred this to be the, the final showdown. But that's not how it happened. And, and Mario 3 advances, it looks like. No, that's just how the randomizer rolls. Yeah. All right. So now it's, I'm not sure it's semifinals, but it's next round. Rocking Cats versus Panic Restaurant. I think I've said everything I can say about both. <laughs> Um, so for that, I'm going to go Rockin' Cats. I'm in the same boat. I got to go Rockin' Cats on this one. But, I mean, it's really, it's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. But I think... Yeah, right? Rockin' Cats. Yeah, I think for me as well, Rockin' Cats. Like, the, the gameplay, I think, I've played this one. It feels really good. And Panic Restaurant doesn't look to have as many options. I like the TV channel aesthetic of Rockin' Cats. I like the music better. I, I think it's the better game. Not to say Panic Restaurant is bad. It's, it's actually surprisingly a hidden gem, I think, for me at this point. I, I need to go play it. But definitely Rockin' Cats. Okay. Short, succinct, wonderful. Yeah. Not sure about this pairing. DuckTales versus Mega Man 3. This is really <laughs> Well, we don't say that, that Mega Man 3 is basically the same bones as DuckTales, do we? You just got done saying DuckTales is a, a shadow copy of Mega Man. So I, I think <laughs> Mega Man 3 has to win this one. Yeah. But then we look at which is the, the core gameplay of DuckTales as platforming, the core gameplay of Mega Man is shooting, so DuckTales is the better platformer. Okay, I understand what you're saying, but you could make it through Mega Man 3 without shooting. Like, you could do a pacifist run. Now, granted, you do have to beat bad guys at the end, but you also have to bounce on their head in, in DuckTales. Right? Sorry, I was joking there. Is that really violence when you're bouncing up their head? You're not actually killing the enemies. You're just bouncing on their, their cranium. It's fine. Wow. Because lots of creatures are known to survive. <laughs> right, hot take there. Uh, well, okay, I, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, in, in the platforming discussion, I think that's a very, very good uh, and astute argument. But uh, I got to go Mega Man 3 over DuckTales. I think anything DuckTales does, Mega Man 3 does, plus some. No. <laughs> what? So, Jake, it sounds like you're loving bird games and you're wanting to cry foul. Oh, funny. Oh, man. Okay. DuckTales, though. Like, the jumping and the platforming in DuckTales, there's nothing like that in Mega Man. Anything that closely resembles a hard or difficult jump in Mega Man, you bypass with Rush every time, right? 
I'm not saying Mega Man 3 is bad. I love Mega Man 3. Um, they both have their open concept thing, right? Mega Man, you pick the bosses ahead of time. DuckTales, you pick the world. That's pretty cool. But Mega Man, I think, is more about the rock, paper, scissors gameplay. Less about the jumping than DuckTales is. DuckTales, I think, is the better platformer. You... If this is best game, then I think this would be even harder for me. But I think platformer, DuckTales. I think you DuckTales. may have just convinced me to go DuckTales on this. Because there are oh, entire wow. chunks of Mega Man 3 where you just have to ride on Rush, either in his submarine yeah. form or as Jet, something like that. And to get the really high jumps, you have to pull down Coil. So I, I think you just converted me there. Wow. Wow. Okay, well... You're wrong, but that's fine. We can <laughs> <laughs> we can continue. So Ducktales, Ducktales, Ducktales versus Mega Man Three. Ducktales goes ahead. And I, I I do want to say I'm shocked. Nobody's more shocked than I am that uh, I'm I'm pulling for Mega Man Three uh, of all of them. But uh, <laughs> okay, okay, cool. All right, good. This passionate. That's what this has to be. <laughs> oh, uh, wow! Super Mario I mean, Bros. Three. Wow. Okay, sorry. Yeah, that was definitely a that's an interesting one. Yeah. I, I like Mega Man, and it's weird that Mega Man, in some capacities, not at the end of this. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Ducktales would make it, but it, it is a solid game. Anyway, Super Mario Bros. Three versus Kirby's Adventure. Oh wow, okay. those are both really good games. Yeah. They are both really good games. But again, if if we're looking at the argument we just made about why Mega Man Three is not a good platform against uh, DuckTales, there's no way that we could really vote for either of these because, well, if there's a hard pit, you can just get a tail. Or, well, if there's a hard, you know, pit, you can just eat somebody and, and hover or, you know, swallow some air. So, I mean, I, I gotta go Mario 3, but at this point I'm confused on the rules a little bit. Because, I mean, Rush was an option, so you use it. You know, the things I just mentioned, you know, those power-ups are an option in the other game. So... I gotta go Mario three on this one too. It's it's got platforming to the point where you are jumping out of the water to avoid hazards on certain levels. But is the platforming? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, I, I'm I agree. They Mario took 3, they but... they really took platforming to a new level with Mario three. Hmm. I see what you're you're trying to say, GP. I mean, for Mario three, you don't always have Raccoon Tail, right? It's not always mm-hmm. something you can always have access to. You always have Russian Mega Man, or for most of the game you do. If you've beaten that certain point, then yes. The one stage, yeah. yeah. But then you always have it, right? But, yeah, I mean... But when I look at Kirby's Adventure, you're right. There's no there's no tricky platforming jumps in Kirby, necessarily, because you, you just puff up and fly through them. Right. There's tricky spots in Kirby that's usually, I think, combat-based or fighting a boss or something, mm-hmm. where... You're, you're memorizing a pattern. It's not necessarily the jumping part that is difficult or the, the focus. And again, I think it's just Super Mario Bros. 3 is like, is the platformer, I think. Uh, okay. Kirby's really good, though. I know. But this one's... Best platformer? Yeah. This one, for me, is as tight as Rockin' Cats and Panic Restaurant, but for completely different reasons. The the Rockin' Cats and, and Panic Restaurant was like, oh, it's close, but only because who cares? <laughs> These are both games that I care about and I think, you know, should be in the conversation. Uh, give the edge, obviously, like we I think we all said to Mario 3, but uh, it's it's close. All right. Mary Bros. 3. So we have three left. Do we want to just talk about the three together and pick the winner of the three? Sure. All right. So our final three is Super Mary Bros. 3, DuckTales, Rockin' Cat. Is this really how it ends? Is this really... <laughs>
Okay, I, I vote that we just throw Rock and Cats out. What do you wish was here? What do you think is missing? Mega Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm, I'm about to make a case for Rock and Cats at least to beat DuckTales. And I'm going to convince you guys why. Give me a moment. Ooh. Yeah, no, give it to me. So Rockin' Cats does all the things DuckTales does. You get to choose which level you want to go to up front. You get to do the pogo stuff that Scrooge does. Mechanically, it does everything DuckTales does, but more elaborately. Damn. Actually, you're yeah. right. Because you're the pogo jump, Rocket Cats has it, plus more. Okay. Stages, more stages, more variety of stages, or just as, just as variety of stages as DuckTales. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the graphics in DuckTales more. Uh, DuckTales but, probably uh, has the better sound, the, the better music and sound design. It has the better graphics. But mechanically, Rockin' Cats does what DuckTales does and more. So, okay. Yeah, so DuckTales is out. Yes, beaten by Rockin' Cats. <laughs> so now Rockin' Cats versus Mario 3. But the again, best the, NES platformers, GP. The, the, the best. The category is strictly platforming. <laughs> and if we're looking at Rockin' Cats, because I'm, I'm still watching the video, what you have is what you have. There's not as many power-ups. you got to figure out how to do this shit with, with what... You know, God gave you, which is just a cat wearing a cute little hat and a boxing glove in keeping with the scriptures. So <laughs> what do we say, guys? What do you think? Mario 3 versus Rockin' Cats. <laughs> Everybody, if you're listening, go ahead and shout everything at your, your radio or your phone or your, your listening device right now, please. All right. If this were completely just like what I would rather play, I would have to give this to Rockin' Cats. Over Mario 3? Really? Yeah. I prefer, if I sat down I, today to play a Nintendo game and those are the three things thrown at me, it would be Mario Bros. 3 every time. <laughs> Just come on. But is that one of the categories? Like for, for what makes a good <laughs> no, platformer? <GP. laughs> I, I know. I'm, I'm getting all fuckered up because I'm still so butthurt over, over a couple things. No, I... This one is close. That said, I, I have to give it to Mario 3 for me just because i feel like it is the better platformer it's the more elaborate platformer it sucks that it's just like mario 3 was destined to smash all of these in my mind even though i've got other games i would much rather play than mario 3 i think mario 3 did a lot for platforming and really perfected a lot for platforming especially on the nes i mean look at how little they changed from Mario 3 to Mario World on Super mm -hmm. Nintendo. Yeah. And then consider that they actually whittled it down to less power-ups to just be, what, the cape and the the fire flower. And then they added Yoshi, but they, they really whittled down the power-ups from Mario 3 to Mario World, thinking, okay, we don't need all this fluff. Let's let's shrink it down. So they, they thought they actually did too much with Mario 3. Hmm. In the end, I don't, I want you guys to do something for me real quick. If you're if you're watching the playthrough that you put in Discord for us to look at, scrub forward about fifty two minutes, and I want you to see the boss fight for the end of Rock and Cats. Oh, There's nothing that even approaches this uh, in in Mario three. There's some auto scrollers. What what we're talking about? If you look at the the, the big boss final battle in in Rock and Cats, 
you're on a platform or you're jumping in between different platforms with spikes below you on an auto scroller as the, the, the boss is floating around on a platform trying to kill you. Like it's very intense. So I'm going to give rock and cats the, the subcategory win of best boss fight over Mario three. <laughs> uh, I think Mario three for me wins, but I mean, there's a reason when, when rock and cats came out, people, I think were still thinking about Mario three. That's how good Mario three is. I mean, how when Mario World came out, people were still talking about Mario 3. So, I agree. I think Mario 3 is going to be the best platformer. Um, but again, if you haven't played Rockin' Cats, go out and find it. Go out and play it. Um, and if you're not going to, at least watch the video because it is it is an experience worth having. It is a title worth knowing. But there are, there are some subtleties to the platforming in Mario 3, the options, the design, uh, that I, I think Mario 3 is going to edge it out. But it's, it's close. And I mean, we're talking... 9.9 to 9.7 close I, I don't know if i consider rocking cats that good of a, it's good i don't think it's I, don't, I think it's a solid nine i wouldn't go anything past that though but again uh, that if, boss if, fight if, is something else though you're right like yeah. the boss fights in mario 3 are stupid there's there's almost yeah. nothing to it except for bowser and even bowser is not hard to figure out bosses were never a strong point in mario games um but yeah i, I can't i can't see us calling it for anything besides mario Bros. 3 if Otherwise, I think our judging credentials with the IOC would be recalled. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like Mario 3, though, is kind of a bit like the Russians. Uh, there might be a doping scandal here because it seems like <laughs> they're overpowering all the other nations at this table. Wow. I'm not trying to start any inc uh, international incidences here. No. I think I think for me, like the thing, I, I really wish you guys were with me on Mario Brothers 1. I think Mario Brothers 1... I think is the pure essence of the platforming category. And I think that one deserves to win this more than Mario Brothers 3. Uh, but no. it lost. so It did, and it lost hard. <laughs> I, I, Rocking Cats, I think, would, would beat out Mario 1 because of the, the variety of platforming options, like the, the way in which you have to platform. There's vertical aspects to um, Rocking Cats that Mario 1 couldn't even begin to approach. Mario yeah. 3 can, um, but, you know. Uh, yeah, I I, th I think you're right. I think Mario Three needed to win, not just because it is the obvious choice, but because it's it's the right choice. I think we'd yeah. be doing it a disservice to our judging credentials if we said, you know, two hours ago, first and foremost, Mario Three forever. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I think we objectively did what we set out to do, what we needed yeah. to do, and I feel confident that Mario Three is the best platformer for the NES, next to Metal right. Storm. So <laughs> nice. I mean that. So the Super Mario Bros. 3 is number one, and then is our second place would be Rockin' Cats, then? It sounds like it. No, that's just, that's the that's the bracketology. It's, yeah. it's, it's good, but I think if it had been paired up against some of the other games, they might have taken it. But uh, that's it's fair. definitely, you know, one of the best. But, you know, you got to look at some of this being like, you know. I would say Rockin' I would, Cats uh, is yeah. one of the underrated gems of the generation. But yeah, we'd probably say one Mario Bros. 3 been tie second place would be DuckTales and Rockin' Cats because it's just based the on the, the brackets fall. yeah that's how it goes based on the brackets yeah yeah I mean we, we could we could cut this pie a thousand different ways I, I don't think that the final list of 1 through 24 is necessarily the actual best but because of bracketology that's how we did it so well sometimes a random algorithm that generates these brackets is just not fair I tell you you know <laughs> maybe we should do a uh, uh uh, one of those polls for Discord and let the listeners weigh in as well. I think they could be a lot of fun. So for anybody who's listening, of course, let us know at what point 
a game got voted out that you don't agree with. I, I want to hear everybody's opinion. I love that I got your guys' opinions, and talking about this for the past uh, two and a quarter hours was a blast, and it was everything I hoped it would be and more. Um, I, I think the way this fell is definitely not the way I would have called it before we started the, the, the episode, but that makes me happy. Yeah, I think yeah. for our two-year anniversary episode, I think this is darn well good with going in out with it. Uh, I think this is fun, a lot of fun. Definitely not what I predicted, for sure. And there's games here that I, I, I'm thinking back now I wish were part of the list, but unfortunately, we, uh, we had to go with what was submitted, and these are the only platformers that exist. <laughs> so. Well, and um, I, you know, I, I won't go through the long list of names because A, there's a lot of names, and B, I don't want to forget anybody, but I do want to show a lot of love to not just the people who have downloaded and, and told their friends about our show, but um, the people who have been guest hosts uh, and been a part of the channel you know, history. Um, again, I don't want to name names uh, for fear of forgetting anybody, but anybody who's been a part of this, thank you so much for, for giving us a bit of your time. That is the most precious currency that anybody can ever pay another person. And uh, it, it never goes unnoticed. So thank you for letting this continue on for as long as it has. And thank you guys for uh, for being such a big part of my life for the last two years. Yeah, and uh, on top of that, it's a little cheesy, but I, I she'll never hear it. But thank you to my wife for putting up with me doing this every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what my, people don't realize is every Friday night we're basically taking time away from our families to do this, plus more to work on yeah. the podcast stuff and uh, a lot of work in podcasting. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah. Fun, labor of love and and it's it's definitely something i look forward to every week mm -hmm. yeah but yeah big big shout outs to the family of, of everybody who's been kind enough to lend us their spouses and let us know if you guys liked listening to this kind of episode i really wouldn't mind doing a few more of these with different genres and then wrap it up by finishing up the best nes game i think that would be an interesting conversation maybe smaller there's, there's games here that would totally <laughs> like you don't like spot the like game 16 like next time <laughs> Yeah, let's yeah. verify all the genres are actually correct. <laughs> I tell you, the lines get blurred, man. <laughs> they do. That's yeah. fair, genres are but... la largely unnecessary, but yeah, I think fighting games would be a fun one to do. But yeah, let's we'll we'll, we'll discuss future brackets. I enjoyed it all too. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, again, everybody, if you're listening to this, let us know what you think, and if there's another genre that you think we should tackle, we'd love to hear it. Otherwise, from the last two years, and hopefully for several more and more years to come, uh, we are pressed to cancel. GP, where can people listen to you or find you? Well, you can find me on twitch.tv slash theretrotherapy, or you can find the Retro Therapy's uh, YouTube page or any of our social media uh, platforms as well, Instagram and, uh, what am I forgetting, Twitter? Yeah, Twitter. All right. And Wolf, where can people find you? Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't say it in this episode. Uh, you can find me at W-A-R-E-W-U-L-F-F -F on Twitter and Twitch. Search Google, tell it you meant it, and you'll find me. And yeah, for the last two years, I am Sick Jake. No K and Sick. You can find me on Twitch and on Twitter. And I'll be streaming more. And this time, I mean it. Yay! Special thanks for music go to Arthur the Ancient, found on SoundCloud, or The Last Ancient on YouTube. For more episodes, please visit our website, pressb2cancel.com. As well, feel free to like or subscribe at Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else you like to listen to your favorite shows. As always, thank you. This has been...
Circus Charlie.